Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride and groom Samantha and Francis Arevalo, who were married on the safari at Animal Kingdom. And I thought you guys would be interested to know how they got to do this because it was the first time anybody's ever gotten to be married out there at the little pavilion where you stop when you go on the special backstage safari. And I thought you guys would love to hear all about it. So welcome, Samantha and Francis. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So first off, I'm interested to know how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Disney at all. It's mostly, it was mostly my decision, of course. My family has gone to Disney throughout the years, throughout my whole life. So we have a lot of great memories there. And we brought Francis along with my family a few years ago. We've been together for about six years now. And he really, really enjoyed it and had a blast. And it definitely left a huge impression on him. And we just knew that having it at Disney, it would be professional. Everything would be stress-free. Everything that we could possibly do would get done. And we just really knew Disney would be the place for us. And how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where the wedding was going to be? My immediate family was not surprised at all. They were thrilled and they, they couldn't wait. I definitely think some of our friends and extended family were a little bit more confused when especially we told them we didn't want a prince and princess theme, which is really unusual when you say you're going to get married in Disney. I think it was a little bit confusing, surprising, exciting, kind of everything wrapped up in one. But for the most part, it was it was definitely exciting. Everyone was just excited about the idea of it. That's great. How many guests ended up making the trip? We had about 25 total. For the ceremony, we could only have a maximum of 15. That includes the reverend or pastor, whoever you want to, you know, have do the ceremony. So we had about 14 people in the ceremony, and then we had uh, 25 of us total for the reception. Okay, and I'd be curious to know, how did you break that to your guests? Or how did you divide that up? Like, you guys get to come to the ceremony, you only get to come to the reception. Yeah, yeah, good question. Basically, the way we kind of... I don't know, started it from the very beginning was just that we knew we wanted to have a smaller wedding and we wanted to have something kind of intimate with just really the people who have known Francis and I throughout our relationship, not necessarily everyone who's known us as individuals. So we kind of knew going into it that we wanted a small amount of people for especially the ceremony. We just basically said, you know, this is kind of the restriction we have. We're the first people to get married there. So this was the one kind of glitch, if you want to call it that, um, that Disney kind of gave us. And everybody was really understanding. And a couple of people were appreciative because they didn't have to wake up super early in the morning to go out into the safari (laughs) to do a sunrise ceremony. So no, everyone was really, really okay with it. They knew, you know, who we are as a couple and everything, and they respected whatever we wanted to do. That's wonderful. 
Yeah. Okay, so talk a little bit about how this came about, because like you said, you were the first couple to get to do this. It's a beautiful location. You wouldn't even know you were in Disney at all in a good way. I mean, it looks like you're on the Savannah. (laughs) Was it your idea? Was it Disney's idea? No, it was totally my idea. Like I said, a couple years ago, we took uh, Francis with my immediate family for his first trip to Disney. And um, we were lucky enough where my parents got us the uh, Wild Africa Trek tour. And we all did that as a group. And we were sitting out on, uh, it's called the Boma, that area that's kind of out on the Savannah. And you get to sit out there and you have like a little lunch snack type thing. And I, it just was my favorite place on the planet, uh, let alone Disney. It's just so peaceful. We got to watch the giraffes were playing at the time. So it was so neat to watch them running around. And it was just such an amazing experience. And I just kind of turned to Fran and I was like, you know, this would be amazing to get married. But at the time, we weren't talking about marriage. So it's just kind of whatever. And then when we got engaged, we actually looked at a couple different places around here because we were still trying to play around with the idea, do we definitely commit to a Disney wedding or do we not? And then when we finally decided, it was the phone call to the consultant. She was very surprised. I just kind of asked. I was really nervous to ask because I didn't think they could do it. It wasn't offered on their websites for ceremony locations. But I really just kind of worded it. I was like, you know, if it's possible to have a ceremony there, it would be great. Whatever we would need to do to accommodate that, you know, we were very, very flexible with everything that we asked of Disney because we weren't sure if it was going to be possible. And Sherry did an amazing job. The consultant, she said, well, I can't make any promises, but we can definitely try for it. And then in a couple weeks, she called me and let me know that Animal Kingdom team had approved of it and that they were going to go for it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Can you tell my listeners if there are any rules or restrictions about this location? Like you mentioned, a maximum number of guests. Yeah, I know they're actually still in the works of kind of fine-tuning everything because they want to make sure that they're putting everything together in kind of a marketable package. So there might be some changes, but for us, it was we were limited to a maximum of 15 guests, including the reverend for the ceremony, and then there had to be at least five Disney staff people out on the BOMA with us at all times. So it was a total of 20 people out on the BOMA, and that includes photographers, the planner, everybody. And then in terms of the time, it had to be in the morning. It was an 8.30 ceremony. That way you kind of get in before the park opens and the uh, the safari tour ride starts getting going. And then the only other restriction was that we couldn't have anything decor-wise that was really, really big or was going to be difficult to set up out there. They did have a table with some pastries and some water and juice so that way our guests could enjoy that while we were taking pictures right after. We were able to have a small amount of decorations, but we really didn't have any flowers anywhere or tool or garland or anything like that. And then we weren't able to have any kind of video because we couldn't have any kind of wiring or cords. And they said that the decor and the video were definitely uh, also animal related. They wanted to make sure we didn't stress out the animals with loud music or anything like that. But I mean, you wouldn't have noticed, nobody noticed that those things were missing. It was such a gorgeous location anyway. It didn't need anything. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And did you have a musician or was that not allowed? Yeah, we did have a musician. Um, he, he wasn't allowed to have any kind of amplifier, um, but you really don't need it because it's such an intimate space. So we had a gentleman who played the classical guitar for us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
And so then where did you go after that for your reception? Well, immediately after, we um, we were lucky enough, they gave us a little bit extra time to kind of hang out on that Boma section to take photographs and to just enjoy some refreshments, sit there and kind of watch the animals coming by. It was definitely impressed us the most. The keepers had actually gone, gotten up a little bit early and um, made sure that they brought the animals as close as they could safely bring them in things. So it was really neat to spend some extra time out there just to enjoy kind of the surroundings around us. And then we all hopped on, we hop on the safari vehicles that they use to bring you out and around uh, to the front of the park. And there we went to, um, we had kind of a brunch for the 14 people that were involved in the ceremony. That way we could actually kind of breathe for a little bit, just enjoy a little bit of breakfast because it was such an early morning. And then from there, we actually had a break about midday because the brunch only went until about 12 o'clock. And then our reception was over at the Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. It was on Clementine's Beach. And it's kind of over where the Tricycle D Ranch is for the specialty horses that they have. And so everybody, including the guests who couldn't be part of the ceremony, were invited to be there. And that went from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And what was the name of the location where you had your brunch? The brunch was at the White Hall, I believe it was, Conference Center at the Grand Floridian. Now, can you give me a sort of a timeline of how the day ran, if other brides and grooms are interested in that, but they hear you have to get up early? How early (laughs) does that? Yeah, sure. It was definitely an early morning. I think the girls, we all got up at about 3.30 because we wanted to make sure that we had rented our bridal party and immediate families, basically anyone who was involved in the ceremony, rented the cabins over at the Fort Wilderness. That way each cabin could kind of, we'd have a guy's cabin, a girl's cabin, and then kind of any overflow that we needed. And that worked out really, really well because the girls were able to wake up. We had hair and makeup come at 4.30 in the morning and kind of start doing their thing. Um, And that was just for myself and four girls. So if you have a bigger bridal party, I'm assuming you'd have to wake up a lot earlier. And then the guys were able to kind of sleep in in their cabin. The vans picked us up at about 7.15, 7.30 and drove us over and the ceremony started at 8.30 in the morning. Then we had about an hour and a half out on the Boma area to do the ceremony and photographs and kind of mingle. Our brunch was at, I believe, 11 to 12. And then, like I said, we had kind of a nice little break where everybody went back to their hotels, everybody kind of changed, took a nap, whatever they needed to do to freshen up, and then we all kind of gathered back for the reception at 6 o'clock. That's great. Now, you mentioned that you couldn't have a lot of decor at the ceremony. Did you even have a theme or colors or anything that you decorated at the reception? Yeah, we had um, our theme kind of transformed into an antique safari theme because of the location of the ceremony that I really wanted. And that kind of, it sprang mostly from that location choice, but also kind of looking around my home is what really inspired me for the theme because I had a really difficult time choosing a theme. Looking around my home, I'm always drawn to things that are more natural. I have a lot of tribal art and things like that. So it just kind of evolved from there. Our colors, also kind of just evolved from different colors that we happened to notice coming up a lot. So it was like a black, gold, and a sage color. 
but I never kind of, in the beginning of the planning process, I never said, like, this is going to exactly be my theme and these are going to be my colors. That's really where the Disney planning session helped out a lot because they were able to kind of take all the different ideas that I had whirling around in my head and they were able to say, kind of translate them and say, okay, I think, you know, maybe is this the direction you're looking at? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's called Antique Safari. Let's go with that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. So when you were planning, what were the most important and least important aspects where you focused your attention and you focused your budget or you saved some money and you saved some time? The most important, Francis and I decided that in advance, that was definitely the food and the music. We really wanted to make sure we knew how amazing Disney can do their food. So we wanted to make sure that we incorporated all of our favorite kind of tastes and flavors. I really wanted to make sure we had some like exotic fruits in there. So it wasn't just going to be like a fruit platter of like watermelon and cantaloupe. We had like jackfruit and passion fruit and all sorts of really yummy different things. And then Francis is from Ecuador originally. So we wanted to incorporate some of his Ecuadorian heritage and they were able to do that with guava pastries and all different kind of Hispanic touches here and there, which was really cool. So that was definitely the biggest thing that we really wanted to focus on. Some of the things that we ended up cutting were uh, things that we kind of considered extras when we talked about it with our planner. So the horse-drawn carriage, we were going to do the possibility of having everybody arrive in like a horse-drawn wagon because horses, I'm a barn manager, so horses are a huge part of my life. So we were trying to think of ways to incorporate them. And that was one of the things we ended up cutting because it just didn't make a lot of sense and it wasn't as important as I thought it would be. And then the transportation, we had Disney transportation brought us from our hotel, the cabin, to the ceremony location and from the ceremony to our brunch. But then from there, everybody, we ended up canceling the rest of the transportation because we figured that everybody can actually take the boats back. They were able to take the buses back. Um, and we were a little hesitant about doing that at first, but it actually worked out really, really well. So I'm glad that we did that. That's great. We're, and most of them were staying at Fort Wilderness? Yeah, everybody was pretty much at Fort Wilderness. We had a couple guests that were staying over at Fort Orleans, and then we had one that was staying at the Pop Century, I believe. But for the most part, pretty easy to get there from Grand Floridian after your brunch or whatever. Yeah, everybody actually had a lot of fun. They all hopped in the boat and just took a boat ride back to the Fort Wilderness. So, Okay, so what ended up being your very most favorite memory of this whole spectacular day? <laughs> um, absolutely, hands down, the ceremony itself. Um, just being out in the middle of the savanna, it was so quiet because the safari ride hadn't started yet. We, got, we were right next to the flamingo pool. So we had kind of the chattering of flamingos off in the background. I mean, just the whole entire ceremony was just gorgeous. We, we couldn't ever experience that again. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah, you know, Francis and I talked about that after everything was said and done. And really, we couldn't think of anything. Um, Disney did such a fabulous job about planning everything. There was nothing that we were even aware of. If something went wrong, we, we had the most stress-free experience ever. So there really isn't anything that we would have changed. That's wonderful to hear. And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? 
Yeah, I think figuring out how our families were going to be kind of getting around and trying to balance the whole Disney vacation versus going for a Disney wedding. We were really nervous about that, especially since most of uh, Francis's family had never been to Disney before. My family is more kind of the Disney family, so we knew how to really use the bus system, how to use the boat system, how to get, you know, within a certain amount of time everywhere. So as we were planning everything, that was definitely a huge concern about helping everybody figure out how to book hotels, helping everybody understand how to get from point A to point B. But again, that really surprised us where it really wasn't as difficult as we thought it would be for them. It was very stress-free for them. Disney kind of sent a bunch of reminders and helpful things to all of our guests. So they were able to kind of balance that idea of I'm going to Disney for a wedding and then I'm going to Disney and staying for a few extra days after the wedding to have my vacation. So it worked out really, really well. And there, it turns out there's a lot of stress for nothing, basically. Huh. Well, it's good advice for future couples. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Absolutely not. If anything, I probably would have called Disney before looking at the other locations because like I said, it really did. I was really nervous to make that first phone call, but I'm so glad that I did. And I kind of wish I just did it earlier, but everything else, the planning process was so simple. They talk you through every single step of the way and yeah, I wouldn't change anything. So great to hear. (laughs) So then do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Yeah, definitely. I think the number one, it's it's really difficult for some people to take, but you have to trust Disney. That's something that I'm really happy my fiance or husband and I did, is that we completely, we said, Disney, we know you can handle it. So here's our idea. This is kind of what we're thinking. Go with it and then come back to us and let us know, you know, what you need us to do. And Disney, it gave our planner the freedom to kind of do everything that we were talking about wanting to do. She was able to incorporate it into our budget. It really allowed her to kind of do her job. Our DJ, the same thing. We kind of said, you know, here's the types of music that we like. You pick the songs, you know, just go for it. And it it seemed to make everything a little bit more magical because we hadn't planned every single little tiny detail. So even Francis and I weren't sure exactly what was coming up next, but we had a good idea. But then it also made, you know, things like we, I don't know, the timeline of the day, it just, everything flowed really, really well. And it was because we let Disney just kind of do their job, but they were able to interpret all of our wants and needs and into the perfect wedding for us. Interesting. That's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, I know that they're going to be releasing something they said probably within a month or so. They're still working on figuring out all those fine-tuning details so that way when they do kind of post any kind of updates or photos that they have all the answers to any questions that people might have. So I know on the Disney Fairytale Weddings Facebook page, they posted a couple things on there but they're going to be posting something bigger. And then on the Disney, is it the Disney Facebook uh, Bridal Diary? Oh, yeah, Disney Brides Diary. Yes, yes, that that group. Uh, my photographer, Stephanie, posted a couple photos already, and then she said that they're going to be posting some other photos as well. Great. This is good stuff. 
Well, Samantha, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think this is really great information you've shared, very helpful tips and advice for anyone who's considering planning any kind of Disney wedding and specifically someone who's interested in Animal Kingdom. So I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, no, thank you. I can't say enough how much of a fabulous time we had. It was just amazing. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>